Fire. Our first true piece of technology. 100,000 BC, stone tools. 4,000 BC, the wheel. 9th century AD, gunpowder. 19th century, Eureka, the light bulb. 20th century, the automobile, television, nuclear weapons, spacecraft, internet. The internet is amazing. 21st century, biotech, nanotech, fusion and fission and M-theory. And that was just the first decade. We are now three months into the year of our Lord, 2023. At this moment in our civilization, we can create cybernetic individuals who, in just a few short years, will be completely indistinguishable from us. Which leads to an obvious conclusion. We are the gods now. Welcome to the Technocratic Oath. I'm your host, Aaron Hockett. Happy Valentine's Day to all of those listening today. Hopefully you got your loved ones cards, candies, chocolates, and flowers one of the purest capitalistic days of the year in which, of course, by all measure, we love each other yesterday. But in all seriousness, shout out to my loving wife, who we both admitted to each other last night we didn't get each other cards, chocolates, or flowers because reasons. Right? So... Lots to talk about tonight, and as you probably guessed by the title of the podcast, right? Excuse me, do you accept Bitcoin here? We're going to be talking about Bitcoin, and boy, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. There has been a lot going on with Bitcoin over the last few weeks, and it it, it warrants talking about what exactly... Uh, is going on. So let's go ahead and get into it. Settle in, grab a cup of coffee, warm drink, maybe a soda, maybe a beer, right? And let's let's talk about uh, Bitcoin and how it's transforming our society. So one of the biggest events that's happened so far in 2024 is the fact that the spot Bitcoin ETF has been approved by the SEC, right? Now, the SEC, Gary Gensler, uh, will tell you that Bitcoin is a scam. It's fake and it's fraudulent form of currency, right? And in relation to the US dollar, of course, right? Um, What he cannot deny, in fact, is that it is, in fact, a currency. And the crazy thing about all of this is the fact that Bitcoin is a currency of currencies. Meaning, if you didn't know, Bitcoin is energy transformed as currency due to the mining process. So the algorithm in which the Bitcoin miners mine Bitcoin 
actually is a transformation of energy <clears throat> or power, right? As it would be that then is transformed into currency, bitcoins, right? And while I'm not going to go into the technical details of what all this means on the show, maybe for a later time, I do want to talk about how Bitcoin is the greatest hedge against currencies and governments. Okay, how you might be wondering, well, let's go ahead and dive into that. Anecdotally, <clears throat> at my at my previous job, I had a coworker uh, who always laughed when I talked about cryptocurrencies in the workplace. Right? It was it's usually a topic of debate because you know you get in, uh, you know, get in work. You're saying, you know, hey, how's your how's your stock how's your stock doing? Uh, you know, what investments have you make? You know, gold and silver, blah blah blah, all that kind of fun stuff, right? And he used to say to me, Aaron, what's the value of Bitcoin today? It, completely tongue-in-cheek, by the way, uh, which I always loved him for that. And I'd, I'd cheapishly say, well, you, you know, it's, it's about $14,000 or so. And then he'd retort and say, 14000 what? $14,000. And then he would respond, aha! And he'd laugh. And then he'd say, so it is still tied to the dollar. <laughs> This was something that was always funny because it was meant as a as a poke to Bitcoin because the only value of Bitcoin is in the currency that it transacts in, whether it's U.S. dollar, euro, um, yuan, etc. Right? It's only as valuable as the currency, you know, the fiat currencies that we use. Right? And this subtle jab in measuring. Uh, Bitcoin in U.S. dollar meant that it was tied, right, in air quotes, to a reserve currency of some sort because it had to be, right? It had to be, meaning you you had to ascribe a value to it and what easier way than to then tie it to a current reserve currency, right? But value when it comes to things like Bitcoin is interesting simply because it's about what other people, in air quotes, ascribe value to it, in air quotes, right? It being Bitcoin, right? <clears throat> that said, the spot Bitcoin ETFs, right? The exchange traded funds for, the, for those not fluent in money market and stock exchanges was created by some of the largest financial institutions known to mankind. BlackRock, Invesco, Fidelity, etc. cetera, uh, being some of the, the largest, launched their own uh, ETF, which allows investors to own what I'll term as collateral Bitcoin as you're investing in whether or not Bitcoin, the cryptocurrency, goes up or it goes down. Typically in the stock market, there's these things called uh, options, which accommodate calls and puts, which is essentially legalized gambling or betting if a stock will go up and down. That need not apply to Bitcoin in the ETF space for now. In the cryptocurrency universe, there are exchanges out there that allow you to use your collateralized uh, Bitcoin in your account, right, of what you have to then trade on making bets of puts and calls as to whether or not Bitcoin is going to go up or whether or not Bitcoin is going to go down, right? And so if I were to ask, ask to give a summary statement around what BlackRock, Fidelity, Invesco, and others are doing, right, it would be this. 
Gain market exposure to collateral Bitcoin holdings through secured and scheduled purchases of Bitcoin on the open market. Probably went over some people's head, right? Still two out there? Okay, Let, let's let's uh, let's break it down uh, even further, right? Ability to buy collateralized Bitcoin without holding Bitcoin directly, okay? Or the most what I'll call market marketed or marketing answer: the safest way to buy, trade, and own Bitcoin. And of course, that's at least what the financial institutions want you to believe, right? They want you to believe <clears throat> that owning Bitcoin through a collateralized way is just as good as holding Bitcoin directly. Now, I'm not going to get into whether or not holding Bitcoin directly or holding Bitcoin collateralized by these ETFs is better than the other. That's a choice you need to make for yourselves, right? However, what doesn't change is Bitcoin as a technology, right? It is by definition a non-fungible asset, which means you can't change it in terms of its fixed supply, right, as, a, as an asset or a currency, right? There is a fixed supply of Bitcoins in the world, 21 million. That's it. And we're racing towards a future in which Bitcoin, the ones and zeros in wallet addresses, will be worth value amounts our brains today cannot currently comprehend. For example, remember when a million dollars, let's say maybe 10, 15 years ago, was, you know, was a lot? Like a million dollars, that was a lot of money. Right? But now they won't buy you a house, car, gas, and utilities for a year in some parts of the country. So now we've moved to a billion dollars. Oh, okay, yeah, billion dollars. Yeah, billion dollars is a lot of money. That's that'll that'll get me through the year, right? However, it doesn't stop there. Now companies such as Amazon, Apple, Nvidia, etc., uh, are starting to be valued at one trillion dollars. One trillion. Do most people even like even know what's after a trillion dollars? And I will say this very very uh, shortly um, as to what that is. But you know, shout out to the U.S. Uh, debt folks that know what's after a trillion based on our, uh, our current U.S. debt. Uh, quadrillion dollars is what's after a trillion, which doesn't quite roll off the tongue as it should, right? But think about this, okay? The U.S. debt right now is at $34 trillion. Now, technically, in my lifetime, we could see that potentially go up to half a quadrillion dollars, which if that happens, well, good luck, human race. I don't think that credit card bill will ever be paid back because that is borrowing more than your spending, right, <clears throat> in terms of paying that back. And, you know, again, as we talked about, Bitcoin as a hedge uh, is, is really kind of looking at uh, not only currencies, but also government policies, right? But let's get back to Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin protects you whether in ETF form or in Bitcoin digital currency form of currencies uh, against government's pretty money and really the economies of the future that may or may not benefit mankind. Now, I'm sure to some of you, right, this sounds crazy, 
But the end game of Bitcoin is not to replace currencies that we currently use, although it can. It's meant to anchor the currency we use to a reality of fixed supply and rising demand. And while there is a case to own gold, silver, and precious metals, there's also a consideration of owning Bitcoin in your portfolio in whatever way you can. Because what will happen next? Right? Who knows? What, what I do know is having a diversified global investment portfolio is not a bad thing. And that may include owning Bitcoin. So wherever you are on your Bitcoin journey, I hope this at least somewhat is helpful in the direction of understanding and thought-provoking on a consideration of what your future may hold. We are entering a time, as on the last episode that we did, as I said, the tea leaves are getting spicy. And the tea leaves are continuing to get spicy. There are things that are happening across all parts of the globe, whether it is um, uh, changes that happen daily in climate uh, for storms, whether there are wars or rumors of wars, uh, of wars we don't even know about happening across various different places in uh, local, uh, local areas of the world. Um, names we can't even pronounce that are at war with each other. And the fact that then governments are continuing to print and spend money that they do not have. And they're doing so on the backs of the United States citizens or the European Union, the EU, and the, uh, uh, the ECB, right? <clears throat> Interest rates being high. We've now entered a period of time in which you have to have a plan and be prepared with what comes next. And so whatever form that is, whether that is um, power and electricity, uh, food, water, shelter, internet, Bitcoin, gold, silver, it could be any of those things. But I wanted to do this episode specifically as a short uh, quip into understanding where Bitcoin is now and how it is going to transform how we view money, governments, and currency in the future. So as we, th as we close this out, because this is this will be a shorter one uh, for this podcast. Understand what the people are telling you, what the SEC was saying about Bitcoin being a fraud or a scam, and then make your own decision as to whether it is or it's not. Bitcoin doesn't need your love on this Valentine's Day. It doesn't need your affection. It doesn't even need you to understand it, but it needs for you to at least consider it in terms of whether or not that's something that you would buy. So, as we leave, I will leave you with this thought. If not today, maybe tomorrow. And if not tomorrow, maybe next week. Have a plan. Be prepared. Understand your financial situation and implications of what it means to hold Bitcoin directly, potentially from an exchange, or to buy it through an exchange-traded fund, through, Van well, not through Vanguard. Whew, no, they won't allow it. Uh, Schwab, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade, etc. Um, because 
the power is in your hands and the consideration is there for you to act. So thank you for tuning in. I appreciate each and every one of you that listens and considers this. And of course, until next time.